welcome back to another episode of the Black Banner Podcast. I'm your host, Dawson Putoff. Our goal is to bring value to our listeners through personal successes and failures. If you enjoyed this episode in any way, please leave us a review and or share it with a friend who might also have some takeaways. Without further ado, let's hop right in. All right, welcome back to the Black Banner Podcast. Today, I have my good friend, Adam Shirelli on. Hello, hello. And I am very excited just because, uh, Adam, you're one of those guys that anytime we talk, I always want to record our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I look up to you a ton. You've taught oh. me a lot. You've been a great friend, and I've seen you as a mentor in my life. Um, so I'm super grateful. I'm excited that wow. we get to have this opportunity to actually record one of our conversations. For sure. And uh, we were talking off mic just about how much we want it to be organic, not yeah. structured, not um, regimented, and just we just want it to flow. Yeah. So, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. It's great to be with you, Dawson. Dude, Thanks so, for all that groovy love you just gave <laughs> oh absolutely so i want to kind of throw it back back to 2016 yeah we met at post coffee yeah yeah yeah. uh you were behind the counter uh-huh. and uh i don't I, i'm you might have to help me with my memory but i don't remember why we ended up like talking yeah or ever connecting yeah um but i do remember seeing you like everybody that saw you would like come in, you'd be hugging people over the counter and they just like speak super highly of you. Wow. And I always look for people like that to mm. to hang out with or to meet and to hear like, man, what is it about these type of people that that you know everybody loves or wow. wants to be around? Um, and so I admire that about you. I noticed that I do remember seeing that. Wow. Uh, people would come in for coffee and sure. you'd literally reach around <laughs> the counter and like grab and pull them over yeah. the counter. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it was that, that was our first time we met. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't remember if someone introduced us, you know, that was the cool thing about posting coffee. Everyone knows everyone and everyone's yes. bringing their thing. The shop was only a year into being open at that location at the time. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's just introducing everybody. So that's probably the way we met. Somebody introduced you, said, you've got to meet this person, this person, this person. And I'm sure I hugged you or squeezed you or <laughs> mentioned your, I don't know, I, someone we knew or something yeah. like that but yeah it's beautiful well, I, rem- it I don't remember how we met either but i'm thankful too yeah too. well i want to kind of give you the floor let you kind of introduce yourself what you're doing what phase of life you're yeah. in you got a family yeah three kids yeah so yeah kind of i want to give you the floor you can for sure yeah bit. no like you said 2016 i was barista at post coffee before that i was you know a. Uh, I joined Post in 2015. Before that, I was in ministry at a church uh, outside of Lee Summit where we live. Um, was at Post for, you know, from 2015 to 2019. And so I was a barista learning to just love people across the counter one latte at a time, you know. Um, but 2019, I stepped back into a full-time vocational ministry. So um, I serve on the lead team at Nava Church in uh, Midtown in Kansas City. You know, we've got a really cool expression that we're living into right now, doing some central gatherings, but also a decentralized expression of the body we've been uh, playing with, experimenting in for the last couple of years. So um, I joined the lead team of that last year, so serve on that team there. I also we're part of a larger movement called 24-7 Prayer. It's both here in the States and globally. So we're part of a global movement of prayer, mission, and justice as well. And um, I serve in a city role in Kansas City uh, in that space. And, and that has led me to different places of, of shared team leadership with um, prayer in Kansas City. So uh, I find myself in a variety of swirls in the way of ministry. But ultimately, like I learned at Post, that's really learning how to be present 
with people really well. Dude. It's really the heart of ministry is how do we learn to be with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I actually learned some of the best learning and schooling I got in that was my three and a half years of post-coffee. So when I'm not giving myself to that, my wife Phoebe and I are, we live in downtown Lee Summit. We've got a, just a sweet little yeah, spot. And uh, you've been, yes. we've been spending the last six years kind of um, renovating, shaping, crafting that, not just aesthetically, but um, and, it, and you know, an atmosphere as well. Yes. It's just creating a place where people feel welcome and loved and cared for, seen, enjoy coming to and uh and when we're not doing that we're raising our three incredible daughters you Mm. know i've got three beautiful daughters they're wonderful 13 six and one and a half and you can imagine all the stories we could tell about you know kids and the lessons you learn by doing that so um i think if i was going to put like adam what do you do Mm -hmm. i am i am in the process and journey of becoming a really good father husband and friend Mm. and that's in every sphere which i have the privilege of having leadership i'm learning how to be a father a husband and a friend um in new and dynamic ways dude that's amazing is that helpful yes absolutely it is yeah i like that that kind of like that statement it's almost a a mission statement itself which is kind of a cool like it embodies a lot like you can really dive into those absolutely and And i just think it's just really easy. We were talking about before, you know, especially as guys, we can have a tendency to compartmentalize and mm-hmm. over here I'm this and over here I'm that and over here I'm this. Yep. So really over the last few years, I've been like ex- plunging the depths of my own heart. Like, what do I really want to be when I grow up? Mm. And oftentimes the people I look up to the most, it's who they are in person more than they are in practice yep. and who they are in person informs their practice. So if I can learn to be a really good man, a really good son, a really good husband, a really good father, a really good friend, then I'm going to bring that into every sphere of leadership and influence I have. And, you know, as well as accomplishing task and assignment and this and that, Mm -hmm. people are going to be loved and cared for really, really well. Yeah. And I've seen that in you. One of the first times we met at Post Coffee, uh, we sat down, we got coffee and uh, you, we were like, we were just talking like we are now. Um, And as we're talking, I remember this lady comes up and she goes, oh, she screams kind (laughs) of like, and she's like starting to cry. And you're just like, hug her. And she's like, oh, my goodness, like, you've helped me in so many ways. you kind of, like, changed my life. And, and she's crying. And I'm like, all right, who is this guy? Who am I sitting across the table from? And then we keep talking. You know, you hug her, she leaves, whatever, gets her coffee. And another girl comes up and is crying. And I, I'm like, I'm like, okay, time out. Who is this guy? Dang. Like, this dude loves people well. Uh, and I, I'm noted, that, I think, has been something that's marked your life, is that wow. you do love really well, or at least the things that I've seen from I can tell, like, wow, awesome. even in my own life. Um, I don't mean to just like boost you up or put no, this no, pressure, it's good. but it's I just, good. I've, that was something that really drew me to you. And I was like, man, you love people really well. You're very present. Uh, you love holding space with people yeah. and just listening. Yeah. Um, and I think you do a really, really uh, good job on that. Thank you. How, I kind of want to like almost pick it apart in the sense yeah. of like what, what aspects kind of taught you the, the way of, of just loving people in a way that like they feel seen, they feel heard. And there's that like that bond that kind of sure. makes you. Sure. Well, I think I want to say I'm still on the journey of learning that. Yeah. You know, I think the older I get, uh, you know, I'll be 40 within the year, which is not like old by any stretch of the imagination, but 
I am getting older and I'm realizing like I'm not necessarily a young man in that sense. So as I'm growing, learning, um, instead of, you know, I think it's a young man's game to make really big statements. I think it's an old man's game to ask really good questions. Mm. And as I get older, I'm learning to ask good questions, not just of the world around me, but of myself. So I've had some great mentors and friends that have been able to provoke deep questions in me. And one of those is, what is the quality of my love? And um, I think my time at Post in different spheres and really in the whole breadth of my journey, you know, before ministry, before life, I, it was the band world for me. I was doing music and writing and performing this and that. And that in and of itself really was a love journey, as it were. But I discovered it was a self-love journey. And mm. um, I have a propensity, like everyone, to give attention to self-love. And, you know, I become the hero of the story. And yeah. I, I want love to be directed at me. Um, we could, you know, over other coffee in a safer space, we could unpack <laughs> that, know where all that comes yes. from. But um, that's just been a question. What is the quality of my love? And post-coffee in that season there and ministry in life, anytime you're with people and you realize that there are others in the world, other people, when you're with them, you're confronted with love and where it's pointed. And when I was on staff leading at a church before, and I, I resigned that position, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I came into Marketplace, um, I began to take that on as ministry, and that sounded really good in my head, but I don't think it had quite made the journey to the heart. Mm -hmm. I was looking for a place to practice my gifts that I might receive love mm. when I entered into the coffee shop. Yeah. I was looking for a place to be really impressive and to project who I am on people so that I might be celebrated. Mm. Self-love yeah. was the motivation. In that space, when uh, moment after moment, you're confronted with people and you don't have a podium or a platform in which to give your best ideas, your best invitations, your best stuff in order to get love, you're confronted with people who have their own story and their own moment. I really um, I, I received the gift of listening and just being present and practicing being present, and in that, I learned to love. Hmm. So just the ability to serve people in their moment with a latte or with a hug, as you're mm -hmm. saying, or just a few minutes around the room sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. Like, I learned how to love by being present to people and making space for them to to speak and share and cry. And mm -hmm. you know, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, it wasn't, I don't think it was the intentional thrust of my life to mm -hmm. learn how to love really well. Yep. I think it probably was the kindness of God and his leadership of my life. Mm -hmm. And he he disciplines us in really good ways. And there was a depth of my love that wasn't deep, it wasn't mm -hmm. fully formed. And I needed that three and a half years mm -hmm. where um, I didn't have a platform, so to speak, in which to present myself. But I did have people on which I learned to just love and listen to and walk with and pour a latte and just be around. And um, I think that was the place in which I learned. Am I answering your yeah, question no, in any way? Yeah. So, um, and all the while, you know, I'm learning every day, you know, what is the quality of my love? Why am I here? What is, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I am learning that the mark of maturity is the quality of my love mm. and the measure to which I love other people. The mark of your maturity is the quality of your love. Yeah. 
I, I am learning, I am growing in maturity and I can look at the quality of my love for others to, to be a really good mirror and reflect back to me mm. the, the quality and depth of my love. Mm. Because I think love in its purest form is pointed at other people seeking their best, who they are, and seeing their life and flourishing yep. come about for them, yeah. not just for myself. Yeah, that's amazing. Is that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think even like talking on love, and these are kind of like terms that you know you may not throw around every day in, in everyday circles. Yeah. Um, but I, those are things that I personally have always looked for in people to like be around. Um, I learned at a young age, like whoever you surround yourself, like that's who you're going to become. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I mean, even from like a middle school, I remember thinking like I shouldn't hang out with certain people. Yeah. <laughs> like I see where their lives are going, and I don't know. I don't really want to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I see guys uh, similar to yourself that I mean, we're talking love and how you can be there for someone, or how you can show up and just be present, um, hold space, have these conversations. Uh, we talked about the pace of life off yeah, off yeah, yeah, mic yeah. a little bit. Um, and it's like, man, those those deep questions are things I want to sit with, uh, and I just want to be the best man that I can be. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, listening to things, I mean, like what you're saying, I think hits home. Um, I want to, I, I always, uh, we talked about the podcast and how I was asked the, these two questions, like, what's the best advice you've ever been given mm-hmm. um, and the worst mistake that you've ever made? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, and what did you learn from it? And I kind of <laughs> want to hit those kind of early. Yeah, Normally yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah. those, I think, for a little later, but sure. um, I just, for the sake of conversation, I think it'll flow. Um, I would love to kind of hit some of the best advice that yeah, yeah, yeah. you've ever been given. Yeah. Uh, does On, something come to mind? Yeah. You know, when I was thinking about that question, you thankfully gave it to me ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I was shocked with how little came to mind, <laughs> you know, but there was one thing that came up that I couldn't shake. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was like my seventh or eighth grade year in school. And I had this gym teacher that was, he was just really brilliant, really just a cool guy you want to be around and be like. And I think he wrote in my yearbook, so this was unsolicited advice. He wrote in my yearbook, enthusiasm without knowledge is like running in the dark. That's such a crazy thing to write in a yearbook. I really agree with you. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, like, at a first, okay, well, first of all, it's lost. That sort of wisdom yeah. is lost on a seventh, eighth grade, Absolutely, you know, yeah. but it did stick with me. Yeah. And that's what kind of came up in me as you were asking questions. And it's really been, you know, this part of my process in my life is how do I, um, put some shape and formation to my natural enthusiasm for things in a way that is constructive. And I think that's what he was driving at, you know. Can can you say it again? What was it? Yeah, he said enthusiasm without knowledge is like running around in the dark. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, the implication, the excitement, the enthusiasm, if you're running around a dark room, you're you're not aware of the environment, what it could do to you, what you could do to it. You're only led and driven by your enthusiasm or vision Mm -hmm. or passion, Mm -hmm. which are wonderful things. And I think many people in the world have that charism naturally. It's just a gift that we just have. Yes. And, but to be responsible with it in a way that loves the other is learning how to frame it, Mm -hmm. shape it, mature it, restrain it to where the gift of who you are does not become overbearing and crushing or cause damage to you and to other people. So it was really, it's become one of the most profound things that I've heard, you know, 
uh, in my life as how do I take the gift of who I am naturally, do the work to craft it, shape it, let others craft and shape it, mm-hmm. learn how to apply it and restrain it mm. so that others are loved, cared for, empowered, released. Yeah. That, I think, is a pure expression of passion, enthusiasm. Um, and I think that's what he was trying to tell me. It's such an interesting picture. Like, I, I, I told this story on a podcast, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, in, in my military training, I was 13 Fox, so a Ford Observer. I used a map. I was really good yeah. with the map. Uh, and we had all these land nav courses we had to go do. And so you'd get your points on where you need to go. And you have your starting point, and you have all these points. You go get them. Well, it was a timed course. Mm. So normally, you're like, I need to get moving. You got your ruck on. You got your arm. Like, yeah. you're running around in the woods. Um, but what would happen is you get your points, and then the, the timer would start. And most, or not most, but some of the guys, they'd grab their maps, they got their points, and they'd just start running. <laughs> They're like, I think it's that way I'm going. And, and if, you, if you go in one direction for four miles and you're off by a degree or ten degrees, yeah. you're going to miss your mark by a couple miles for sure. over that, or like a mile or something. And that's a big distance to miss. Absolutely. Uh, and so we always said, is like, man, once you, once you get your, um, that passion, that drive, like I want to go here, this enthusiasm is now, okay, how do we get there? Or what's what's the best route to take? Let's find the the navigation that we need to go That's on, right. and we'll have little checkpoints along the way, making sure we're still on 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 track. So it's not just we're recklessly just pounding through life, like thinking we're just gonna, I don't know, manifest this thing up yeah, without yeah, any yeah. wisdom. Uh, and so yeah, that's the picture that comes to mind when you tell that story, and I, I think that's a great great picture. It's a beautiful beautiful picture. I think it communicates the idea perfectly, perfectly, and it just reminds me that um, oftentimes my passion or my enthusiasm is best expressed and applied in the context of team and friendship and other. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing in your story. You've mm-hmm. got one guy that's ready to blaze, but he's going alone, and there's no one else to help guide, redirect, or bring back. And it actually makes us really, really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hearing the wisdom of that teacher. Let me know that like, your natural gift will will take you but if you're not careful it will leave you really really vulnerable mm. to to damage mm-hmm. to yourself and other people and so i found my enthusiasm my passion has been the knowledge right the knowledge that has then come around my enthusiasm often comes out in the wisdom of others mm. it comes out in the wisdom of my wife phoebe it comes out in the wisdom of my children as they reflect even just what they're seeing in me or, you know, around me for good or for ill. Yeah. It comes out and knowledge has manifested itself in team on the lead team that I'm a part of and, and beautiful conversations over coffee. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, it's again helped shape and given me an imagination for love that is way bigger than I ever could have mm-hmm. imagined. How important is it like bringing people around you or, or seeing, having other people with, you know, strong, uh, we'll use the word gifting, like stronger yeah, gifts yeah, yeah. in this one area or they're, um, you know, one person's really enthusiastic and they're like, they're a dry, they're like, hey, let's yeah. go, let's go. And then you got the, the guy in the back that got the map and he's like, no, we got to make sure we're on track here. And yeah. then you got the mechanic guy on the side who's like, hey, sure. I'm going to fix up, I'm going to hold the group together. Yeah. Uh, how important is it having those kind of guys or just people in your, in your circles? Oh man, I think it's essential, Dawson. I've learned that it's just as essential to have others around. Like there's such wisdom, knowledge, mystery, revelation that's tied up in an us way more than an I. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that more and more. Um, 
as I've been a part of teams and help facilitate team grow within team, you know, I, I did it badly mm. when I was younger, when I was leading bands and putting bands together, I typically was gathering people that would see my vision come to pass. Um, and I just left a lot of string of broken relationships. We probably didn't get nearly as far as we could have gone this, that or the other, because mm. they were just there to, you know, <laughs> be the motor to my enthusiasm. Yeah. And, but I've learned really some of my ideas, my passions find their maturest expression with the perspectives, gifts, and graces of other people. So I've just found that it's essential to have a team around you, people that you trust, people that you love, people that, whose opinion that on your bad days you're going to trust more than them. Because if I get into an environment, situation, a moment that I'm having a really bad day, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden I can't trust my judgment, but I'm solely responsible to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's where it can get really, really dangerous. Yeah, so absolutely. team is essential on our good days and bad days, both to help bring our passions and visions and dreams across the goal line. I realize I find um, my dreams, passions, visions uh, are lacking and I need other people to build them out. And with others, I start to see vision, dream and passion more bigger, more broad, more beautiful than I ever could have imagined. And I couldn't get there by myself. Yeah, absolutely. I just couldn't get there by myself. Now, I think that, that makes me think of that saying, uh, like, uh, if you want to go fast, like, go alone. Yeah. But if you want to go far, go together. That's exactly and, uh, right. I feel that, like, I mean, trying to grow a business or, or Black Banner. Yeah. Uh, you can go pretty fast by yourself. You can make a lot of movements. And absolutely. You can pivot very quickly. Um, but to go farther, it's like you need others. Yeah. Like, you can't do it on your you own. You just need it. Mm -hmm. And, you know team grinds us mm -hmm. it really like it's a gift but it's also a grind so it's there to you know, affirm bless build encourage you in your space but i think really good teams are those that allow everyone on the team to have a voice and speak back in and those people are going to grind off the kind of rough edges that you have mm -hmm. and and address you and grind yes. you and we need that yeah. we need people that can do that or else we're going to get stuck in a rut in our blind spots, yeah. and we we just will never see what's in our heart come to pass. Mm. Yeah, Adam, I want to I want to hit this next question. For sure. Uh, so we hit the best advice. Um, I want to hit the biggest mistake. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually have no idea what you're going to say. I don't yeah. know if you've ever told me. So I'm I'm yeah. kind of excited to hear. Like, you know, uh, I, I threw these questions at you earlier, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. What what was what was something that man that just hit and you're like man this was a big failure or a mistake in your life and like what'd you learn from it? Mm -hmm. um, as I was thinking about this, I just realized that there there's just way too many to name. There's just way too many mistakes that I could unfold mm. and unpack. So as I was thinking about that, I'm just like, I think I would probably say this: living a lifestyle. Um, point of view, a perspective that refused to acknowledge my mistakes and learn from them. That's probably been one of the biggest mistakes in my life. Let me try to say it in a different yeah. way. The inability to embrace my mistakes as an opportunity to grow, learn, and receive love. That's good. So, so much of my life, I tried to just put forth my best self. I would leave with the best self and hide my mistakes because I thought my mistakes would disqualify me from any of the work that I wanted to do, any of the relationships that I found most valuable. So one of my biggest mistakes in my life is pretending I hadn't made any. Yeah. 
and with other people presenting as if I had already arrived and it was now my joy to guide them into the fields of plenty and perfection. Mm -hmm. And when I learned to like lean into that and say, I've made mistakes, receive the gift and lessons from my mistakes. By the way, most of all my mistakes have been relational, mm. not vocational or application or practicable. They've been yeah. relational. Yeah, Almost yeah. every single one of my greatest mistakes in my life have been in terms of relationship. Yeah. And we do that for a variety of different reasons. But if I was going to say, Dawson, what, was, what has been my biggest mistake? It has been believing that I have to be perfect in every situation, that I must produce in every situation if I'm going to be allowed to remain in any situation of leadership, relationship, sphere of influence. Yeah. So I think I'm in a place where I've grown out of that. I've learned to acknowledge, receive, where are my mistakes a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and then grow quickly from them. Mm. Had a great leader and friend speaking to our team. Learn to fail fast. Yeah. And see where you've missed it. Yeah. Look for opportunities to grow as people. And then that's going to, you know, inform and influence the places in which we lead and love that's and massive. care. Does that make sense? No, 100%. So, I mean, and I, I can identify with that quite greatly. And I, I, wanna, I, mean, I don't know what everyone else in the world thinks in their, their sure. head. But I, I imagine we're all made of the same stuff. So we all have similar ideas. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I'm very much like, here's the best self. And social media nowadays, you're like, here's my social media side yeah. of things. And um, like, I don't want to paint a, a, a wrong picture of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely don't want to be deceiving. Mm. Uh, but I, but there is a the part of you that's like, nah, I don't really want you to know this For part sure. of me or this past or this yeah. thing that, you know, might really just kind of taint our relationship a little bit. Absolutely. And I kind of agree. I think most of the mistakes I look at in my life would be relational. Very, yeah, I don't, I don't. And that one I'd have to sit on because I, I really don't even know. Um, but I think that aspect of knowing that your mistakes, like you're, you you yourself are not your mistakes, the identity yes. piece of it is very important. Yeah. And I don't think we're ever taught in school and, um, or, or we're not taught about failure. Failure should be learning. Failure yeah. is it's okay to fail. It's okay yeah. to fall forward um, or fall back. Have people should, like if you have people around you, like they'll catch you and help like send you forward. Um, and so I think failure is always a lesson and having that and being able to view it as such helps instead of failure being like crippling and That's like right. you are this, this screw up. Um, so I just well noticed said. that I've noticed that in, in my life. I noticed that in other people's lives. Well said. Um, so yeah, I just know our school system, we kind of set For it up sure. like, Hey, if you pass, fail this test, that determines if you're successful or not. Absolutely. And it's like failure, man, I fail every day in business and I, I learn constantly but yeah. because the more that I fail, the faster I learn, the better I get. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, how fast, is that what the human, by how fast can you fail? Like fa fail yeah. fast. So it's like the faster you fail, the more things you learn, you get a better. Absolutely. So Failing. Absolutely. I like that. And I, I think I just Fail love fast. what you're saying because I think if I was going to put a bow on that idea, it even helps me articulate what I was, my reflection on what's been my biggest mistake. I think my biggest mistake, and I think it is so many, is um, I am my mistakes mm -hmm. and operating a living out as if I am a mistake. And adversely, we can, on the other side, you know, wear our strengths as if they are victories as if they are us. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we're tying our identity to what we can do or what we can't do. And man, that is just a terrible back and forth batting. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really a, just a 
heartbreaking place to live because you're so unsure from day to day who you really are and who you are becoming. And so that was probably the greatest mistake that I lived for many years is believing I was my mistakes. If if someone, you know, was listening and they're they're feeling very they identify with what you just said. Hey, I'm I'm in this space where I this turmoil inside of me is just like awful. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I feel like I have to present this good side or this mm. whatnot. What what kind of tangible things would you kind of tell them? Hey, this is how um or what you've learned from your past, like things that you've taken as steps or that has um well, things that you've learned, perspectives, like what advice would you give them? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Um, because when we're talking out about identity in our inner world, that so often lives in the intangibles, you mm-hmm. know, but it's going to put on flesh yeah. tangibly, you know. Yes. It's So I think one of the things that's helped me is what we talked about, get people around you that you trust. Like you can't take in everybody's voice, but you need to take in somebody's voice. Mm -hmm. You need to take in voices that you trust that can reflect back your strengths, have people that really can build you up. So you have some confidence and courage to get out of bed the next day. You know, you're going to be met with lots of encouragement and not constant criticism, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So practically have people around you that can build you up, but those same people that, that have permission to reflect honestly into your life. And just, you have to practice it. You have to practice it by doing you. I don't, that's really the best reflection and advice I can give. Who is speaking into your life? Who is speaking into your context? Who's speaking into your leadership? You can't be the, the, the ultimate voice in your own life. You just can't, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you just yes. can't. So who and what is speaking into you? What is the quality of their opinion? What is the you know, the quality of the relationship and just invite feedback, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that helpful? And I, and I thought of one that I think I could add on yeah, that please do. Is, is beneficial would be you, you can't move so fast in life that you don't stop to reflect. Absolutely. And you, you can yes. easily distract yourself and just be like, I'm going to keep working on this thing or I'm going to go to work or I'm going to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. You, whatever your, your, at, your avenue of distraction, like the bar, video games, going to do whatever, getting rowdy with people, For sure. you name it, that'll keep you in a spot where you don't evaluate That's exactly or, or right. get better. Or You, you need know. spaces of reflection. You need the pause. You need a place of pause. Our culture is so fast, Let's hit it. so busy, so chaotic, and we almost applaud ourselves for doing it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great cultural voices like bringing light to this and wonderful practices. And I could go into really a a pastoral thrust on how we do that. There's ways in which we care and shepherd our own soul Mm -hmm. and really like settle into the pace of one who is loves us greater than we love ourselves. You know, so there's ways that we could do that. But I think you just nailed it. We're just living in a really, really busy, noisy time. Mm -hmm. There's way too many opportunities to blow past moments of pause, reflection, evaluation, just rest. Sometimes I think the best practical tool is to um, not do the debrief, but go to bed. Oh, interesting. (laughs) You know, some things that are really, really practical, I think, to deal with the the propensity of over-evaluation, figuring out our mistakes, figuring out how to get better. We're just in our heads often. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to practice the really simple things like grabbing a snack or going to bed 
Mm -hmm. reading a book or sitting on your front porch and just acknowledging the beauty and wonder of autumn rolling in. Mm -hmm. Like we have to practice pause and pace in a really, really busy culture that has convinced us that we don't have permission to do that. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I mean, even in, in my own world, like, I've, I'm a big fan of, like, I want to work really hard, and yeah, I want to yeah. move really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's times where I'm moving so fast, which is fine. It's good. And we were talking off mic about seasons mm-hmm. and how you can't rush winter you to just, get to spring and, can't. like, grow these crops. Like, I can't force yeah. the, the soil to produce yeah, yeah, yeah. in a season of winter. Um, but in my head, you're telling me that, and I'm like, yeah, Adam, I get it. That's cool. Yeah. But I can do so many other things yeah. while I'm waiting for a spring. I'll Absolutely. go prep all this stuff. And um, I just I find a lot of uh, enjoyment in, like, executing, and I get a lot of satisfaction out of achieving, mm-hmm. um, which we could probably hit. But uh, sure. it's, it is interesting because if you don't take the time to pause or just sit back and breathe yeah. a little bit, like, I mean, you, you, you leave the door open for burnout and all these other things kind of sure. welcome in. Um, but yeah, I, I think even in your own life, I, I noticed that you've practiced this fairly well, or you're really good at sitting and like inviting people into this space mm-hmm. of just like, oh, let's go for a walk. Yeah. I mean, we've been on walks in your neighborhood, downtown yeah, Lee Summer. We'll sure. just go walking around and like, that's a joyful time. Yeah. Just time to slow down. Like, go, yeah, watch the birds. That's so different. Like, we yeah. don't do that as a culture. We we praise grind yeah. and the work at the work grind culture or whatever absolutely it is. we do and i think i've only learned that because there's been some really good uh moms and dads uh-huh. you know men and women mentors um that have brought me into that you know and they they saw the strengths in me and they also saw the weaknesses and you know if we go back to what we talked about earlier love and how we get love receive receive love and give love mm-hmm. was in the grind for me it was how much could i say that made them feel loved how much could i do that make them feel loved uh, you know and ultimately that was going to come back on me if mm-hmm. i loved them well then i was worthy of love and that's a different podcast for a different oh, day yeah. probably a fire pit and a late night conversation more <laughs> yes. than a morning yes. conversation but i i had great wonderful moms and dads and mentors who brought me into a space um, in a midst of a busy culture, that I would risk pausing and being present to the moment and to other people and to see the gift and the gold in it. So I've like, whoa, this was revolutionary for me. This pace and this rhythm, acknowledging that, you know, the seasons you, you, you talked about, like they're teaching us pace anyway. That's honestly what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. the pace of life, you know. And the pace of life and its radical impact on our being. Mm. And so we've got to fight for those spaces, I think, of pause and reflection and rest and delight and relationship and all those things. And I learned that by people who are wiser than me, bringing me into those spaces. And that's why I just love making those spaces for other people. And, you know, come and taste and see the goodness that is here. I just experienced. I could tell you about it all day long, but few things beat the lesson of experience, you know? So how are we doing that for one another? And, um, you know, pushing back on a really noisy and busy culture that says, man, that's not going to produce anything. But I haven't seen anyone complain about how beautiful their flowers are in spring Mm -hmm. after braving the waiting season of the winter. Yeah. And being able to acknowledge the gift of winter, you know, in the crop of spring is an important deal. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Adam, well, I do want to honor your time because oh, I know man. that 
Uh, we're kind of coming up close on time. Sure. And I want to make sure that I don't make you late to your next no, meeting. No, it's good. But, brother, I'm so grateful that you were able to come on. We were able to chat. Um, if anyone was to find you, reach out, they got if they wanted to, I don't know, contact you or learn sure. more about you, sure, um, sure, where sure. would they go? How would they, they find you? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for just having me in to be with you, dude. It's such a privilege to just sit and talk with you, you know, and just as we've learned yes. to love to deal with one another, we just – wonder about the beauty and mystery of what it is to be human on this earth yes. in, in this moment. Um, so really grateful that you'd bring me in to just Absolutely. hear what I have to say and ask good questions. And it's just been a gift. Um, obviously, you know, I'm on Instagram, Adam Joseph Shirelli on Instagram, you know, you can find on that, but um, I think you can email us at Nava church and get connected with me in that way or cool. uh, they can talk to you, you know, yeah. talk to Dawson if you want to chat or have more That's conversations, yeah. you know, Point them my way, you know. Absolutely. We, yeah, as much as we can, we want to make time to just sit and be and learn and listen from one another. So eager to do that with others who are eager to do it. It's amazing, bro. Yeah. Thank you so much, Adam. Oh, it's a pleasure. You're the best. Honored, man. Really love you, love dude. you dude. All right, see you, everyone.